Creating quality content is essential for any business, but it's not always easy to make sure it reaches the right people. Let's face it, one of the most frustrating things to go through as an entrepreneur is creating fabulous content that no one ends up seeing or engaging with. So if you're ready to finally use your content to get a boost in visibility for your business, this is the perfect episode to get you started. Hi, I'm Jen. And I'm Lisa. Together, we're Success in the Shy Girl. We're visibility and success strategists, supporting you with the systems, strategies, and mindset shifts that will help you achieve success on your own terms. Welcome to the conversation. Hey, Goal Getter. Welcome back to this week's 10 with Jen segment. I know that if you're listening to this, you're likely feeling frustrated with creating content only to have a handful of people see it or not engage with it. Content like social media posts, videos, podcasts, or blog posts can have a massive positive return on your time, financial, and emotional investment by attracting new clients and customers to your business. But doing all the work of content creation without any return on those investments, so disheartening. We've been there ourselves, and it's a decidedly unfun place to be. So today, let's get you unstuck from that content hamster wheel that's getting you no closer to your goals. I'm going to talk about how to make content that helps you reach the right people to boost your visibility as an entrepreneur. And these tips are all things that you can take action on immediately. Really quickly, before we jump into the how-tos of building visibility with your content, it's important to define what visibility is and what it isn't. We chatted about this back in episode 108, but as a quick reminder, we define visibility as having your audience stay impacted by your message even after they've left your website or the social media platform they were on, not just in the moment of their interaction with your content. Visibility has nothing to do with your follower account or even your engagement rate. But without the right people seeing, reading, watching, or listening to your content, growing your visibility, and having an ongoing impact on your audience is going to be really difficult. So how do you make content that boosts your visibility? This first tip might feel a little like a no-brainer, but it's a step people can and do forget about when they're trapped in a content creation hamster wheel. You know the one, you're trying to pump out gobs of content because someone somewhere convinced you the only way to grow your business is to post at least twice a day. And because you have no idea what to post, you end up creating content that makes very little sense for your audience. So here's the first tip. It's to match your message also known as your content, to your market, also known as your ideal target audience or ITA. The way that you get your content out there and have it stick with people is by tailoring it to the needs of your specific target audience. If a message doesn't resonate with them, then all the algorithm hacks out there won't be able to boost your reach. So focus on great content. Great content is simply content that your audience wants to consume, whether it's helpful, funny, or just relatable. Knowing what your audience wants means that you'll be able to easily create content as well. It'll start to feel fun because you'll be seeing results from it. And I know that this seems obvious, but you'd be surprised at how often people don't do this. It's important to stay true to your brand and what makes you unique. That doesn't mean that you can't give your audience content that they want or content that is helpful in some way. So before you do anything else, here's what you need to do. You need to get clear on who your ideal target audience is. 
their demographics, their psychographics, their essence graphics. And if you're confused about what any of those terms are, head back to episode 115. I went over all three of those. So you can go have a listen to that. And then next is to figure out what they want to know more about so you can create that content. And the easiest way to do this is if you've already been creating content for a while, is to take a look back and see what your best performing content has been for the last three months, six months, year, however long you've been creating content. And that's a really a great clue about what your audience wants. That high engagement, that high reach, that means that your audience was engaged with that type of content. And that's the type of content that they want more of. Once you've gotten clear on your ideal target audience and the content that they want to see from you, I mean, you're really already off to a great start. But creating and posting content your audience wants is just the start to growing your business or brand visibility. So here's tip number two. Learn to work with the platforms you're using. If you're creating blog posts or podcasts, work towards gaining a basic understanding of SEO or search engine optimization. Optimizing your content for Google and other search engines means that you're making sure to include keywords and phrases that potential customers or clients would use while looking for information on whatever your topic is or whatever your your business or brand does. And yes, I know keyword research can feel like total snore fest, but it really should be a foundational piece of your content creation process. So my personal favorite keyword research tool is Ubersuggest. We used it to create our Vision Success Planner website and it's helped us to rank on page one of Google for one of our high volume keywords. But I know that you know a full paid app isn't necessarily in everybody's budget, so you can actually use their free Chrome extension. It's uh, if you go to Chrome and just search Ubersuggest in their extension store, uh, you can see it there, and it shows you the search volumes when you're using Google as your search engine. And Google itself has a free keyword planner, so I'll make sure that I link both of those free tools as well as Ubersuggest uh, in the show notes if you want to check them out. Uh, they're all really great and, again, really foundational in terms of creating content and copywriting in a way that helps your audience to find you and really sort of magnetizing your content. So understanding what your audience is searching for on the web means that you can create content on your website, like a blog or in a podcast description or show notes um, that helps you and your business get found by people who are looking for exactly what you have to offer. But keyword research isn't just for website content publishing anymore, either. It's becoming an incredibly important ingredient to getting found on social media as well. Places like Pinterest, Facebook, and Twitter let you search by keyword. And if you think I've forgotten about Instagram, I haven't. I needed to pull it out separately and talk about it all on its own because that's the platform we get the most questions about. And the question is usually, how do I boost my visibility on Instagram? Great question. Well, the... (laughs) The quick answer is to create valuable content that works with the algorithm. I know I've really made it far more simple than it actually is because it's much more complex to put into practice. So I want to give you some of my top tips for working with the algorithm on Instagram. Uh, The first is understand and experiment with the features that Instagram develops and understand how each of them can support your account. So for example, reels are currently a really great way to boost your reach and grow your following versus stories, 
while they don't necessarily help grow your following, they do help your current followers stay engaged with your account. It really helps to nurture that know, like, and trust with your audience. So they're both important, but they they have different functions. So understanding what those functions are is really, really important. Using your keywords. So we're going to go back to keywords again so that your ideal target audience can find you. And it really comes back to use keywords that your ideal target audience is using and that they're actually searching for. Use that those keywords in your captions and in your bios. Play along here with Instagram. Let its search feature help your ideal target audience find you. Especially with the new Instagram suggestions feature, you may have noticed it as you're scrolling through your page or on your home screen, rather, that suggestions are coming up. You know, you because you liked person A or brand A, we're going to suggest this post to you from brand B. So it helps other people know that you're for them, right? Using those keywords helps Instagram really index your content and figure out who to show it to. So the third is figuring out what format your specific audience engages with the most and then create more content in that format. And when I say format, I mean things like, is video going to work better? Do carousel posts work better? Do static posts work better? Do reels work better? And the answer is truly, it depends. It depends on your audience. The next is to be consistent, which doesn't necessarily mean posting every day, by the way, and really giving Instagram time to work, give the algorithm time to work. By being consistent, you're actually teaching the algorithm who to show your content to. So if you're creating valuable enough content for the people that are engaging with you, Instagram starts to notice, the algorithm starts to notice and starts pushing that content out to even additional people. My final Instagram tip is stay on top of your insights. Learn what content is working well so your future content is a reflection of what's worked well in the past for you. That's tip number two. So... (laughs) A very long way to say, learn to work with the platforms where your content is published. The third tip is a bit of a blend of both the first and second tip, and it's to create content that is savable and shareable. This works for long-form content like blog posts, podcasts, videos, as well as short-form content like social media posts. So shareable content is especially good for boosting your visibility because it's a little like a recommendation. Someone found enough value in what you published that they have felt compelled enough to share it with their audience. And content that is savable is content that people keep coming back to, a reflection that you've added value to someone, really. And because adding value is one of the primary drivers to creating content that builds solid relationships with your audience, creating content that is savable is a really great content goal to put in place. Think about the last piece of content that you shared or saved. Maybe it was a website, maybe you bookmarked it, maybe you watched a video and you added it to your favorites over on YouTube, or is a post maybe that you saved on social media. Think about what they all have in common was probably one of two things. It probably was that they helped to solve a problem. And I'm thinking around the, along the lines of things like tutorials or listicle type content, or it helped to fulfill a desire, like being seen and heard. That's just an example. Of course, it can be more than one of those two things, but typically um, savable and shareable content falls under one of those two umbrellas. Just remember that the content that you value or want to keep around is probably also the type of content that your audience values and wants to keep around. 
I personally save a lot of posts on Instagram and on TikTok, usually because they've given me a new perspective on a problem I'm trying to solve, or they've they've given me a way to save time or money on something. I love those those kind of little tips and hacks. They're great. And if you think back to the content value stack, content that's savable and shareable probably falls on the top half of that value stack, the how-to type content or the done-for-you type content. It's not a hard and fast rule by any means. Well done why and what to do content can be savable and shareable as well. So don't let that discourage you from creating those types of content. So I I do want to insert a little caveat here. So this is about creating how-to and done-for-you type content. Those types of content that you're creating, the free content, should not dismantle or cause disregard for your products or offers. Free content that you produce should support your overall content strategy and business goals. It should be content that's helpful to your audience, but not content that means your audience can achieve the full transformation inside your paid offer without becoming a client. As an example, this podcast episode doesn't perfectly fall into the top half of the content value stack, but it's still valuable content. And we are working on a new program that walks entrepreneurs through building and creating a sustainable content strategy very systematically, step by step. And while these three tips are woven into the program, I'm not sharing the full step-by-step system we share inside the program with all of the specific how-tos and formulas and templates that are inside. And if you're curious about this new program coming out in the new year, make sure that you're following us over on Instagram at Success in the Shy Girl so you can hear all the updates as they arrive. So I guess the question then becomes like, well, how much free content is too much free content? It it does come up frequently. And here's how I want to respond to that. So if creating a content piece means that someone can achieve the full transformation you have inside of your paid offer or with your, your paid product without becoming a client or customer, then your content is stealing from your business. That may sound really harsh and really confrontational, but it's the truth. People who love your free content are going to get familiar with the stuff that's actually inside of your paid products and programs. And they should know and expect that there's an investment associated with those offers. If they don't, then you might need to refine your audience and circle back to tip one. So there you have it. I'm so glad you stuck with me to learn these three tips. And here they are just to recap really quickly. First, match your message, your content to your market or your ideal target audience. Number two, work with the platforms that your content is on. Learn them, understand how they work, and then work with them. Number three, make your content savable and shareable. Leverage other people's enthusiasm for your content to get it in front of new eyes that you otherwise would not be able to do on your own. Thank you for tuning into this episode on how to get more traction with your content. If these three tips helped you understand how to improve your visibility with your content, then please share a screenshot of this episode in your Instagram stories, tag us at success in the shy girl and let us know it was useful. I will talk to you on Monday when I'm back in a new episode with Lisa. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review. As always, wishing you abundance and success.